Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to episode three of Yarns from the Plain. How have you been? I'm better. Um, I went back to work two weeks ago now. I suspect <clears throat> that I went back a little too early. Thought that, you know, full of gung-ho spirit because I could actually stand without feeling dizzy and I could drive safely that uh, I was fine for work. But by the end of that first week back, so uh, last Friday, I was really very, very drained. So I suspect I was trying to be a bit adventurous. But, you know, I did tell you in the last episode my cabin fever from the labyrinthitis was quite strong um uh, mentally i may not have coped with another few days at home physically i think i probably should have done but hindsight is a wonderful thing thanks to all those people who did sort of get in touch and talk about their experiences of labyrinthitis it sounds like it's a a bigger club than i thought it was talking of, of thanks and feedback been overwhelmed by how many people have contacted me about the the podcast it's been lovely so i'm just gonna say hello to uh, bettina from denmark and sandy in sweden violet in finland electro girl in chester hello uh artie knits in fraser in michigan uh, marcia viola in germany stacia in wisconsin min in singapore kim who i think is in america but i can't remember whereabouts i'm terribly sorry i haven't written that down um auntie naomi um, who I think was slightly startled to uh, hear me wittering in her ears uh, last Sunday morning. The comment that she left was, it was just like having knit group at home. Naomi, I'm not convinced that it was just like having knit group at home. For one thing, I didn't don't think I remember snorting with laughter, crying with laughter, howling with laughter, all the things that can happen quite frequently when I'm at knit group. Although that may be that you're there too. And because we weren't actually physically in the same room, there were no howls and snorts and shrieks of laughter. I don't know. Naomi and I have quite a laugh at Nick Group. It's uh, quite often my piece of sanity, actually, in a, a rather hectic week to go to Nick Group and uh, let off steam. I'm not convinced that everyone else goes to Nick Group for the same reason, so they may find it a little hard when I'm there, but never mind. I do try not to be a loud centre of attention person but somehow somehow I can't stop myself at times but never mind anyway what I would particularly like to do though is say thank you to Hoxton Handmade who hosts the fabulous podcast Electric Sheep she tweeted about me on Twitter and the day she tweeted about me I had a huge peak in people downloading the show so that's quite impressive and I'd also like to say to uh, thank you to the lovely Dr Gemma from the Cognitive Podcast who mentioned me in episode 72 and then ran my promo in episode 73 and again a lot of people contacted me after that dr Gemma sounds like a real hoot it sounds like a person that i'd really actually enjoy spending some time with um i do really enjoy her show and i do really enjoy electric sheep as well if you haven't i've heard either of those podcasts you are missing out on a treat they're both on itunes and i will put links in the show notes but i'm just overwhelmed by how many people are uh not just listening but appear to have actually listened to one episode and then decided it's worth listening to the second one so let's he's hoping they'll sort of stay with us through the third 
So, what's been happening here in the Cheshire Plain? Well, the snow has gone. The snow actually went quite quickly. Uh, within three days of, of speaking to you, it had effectively gone from my house and my garden. Maybe, you know, a few vestiges of it left around. School, it took a lot longer to go from, um, but they had more than us. When I actually turned up to school, I was quite surprised to see that nothing appeared to have melted at all. And there was literally just little dug paths to get to the to the entrances and that was it. So the children had to stay in all week for playtime because we just couldn't guarantee their safety um, out on the yard. It looked wonderful covered in the snow, but you know what's going to happen once 150 children stamp on the that playground. It's going to compact and it's going to become icy. But what we did do, um, which was lovely, was we allowed them to bring in snow clothes one day. And we actually went out, we sort of mentally marked the school field um, up into different sections and each sort of year group could go out and, and have a play in the snow and build sort of all sorts of things a, you know variety of robots and snowmen and statues and one infant class built an igloo which is tall enough for me to stand up in which was cool really really cool it I'm five foot seven so there was no mean feat because the, the infant teacher is considerably shorter than I am, so I'm not quite sure how she managed to, to get it over the top. So, gone on any girl, because it, it was really impressive. But my class were delighted to see this, and they were torn about whether they wanted to try and make one themselves or whether they wanted to, to make what I'd already discussed with them, um, some work linked with electricity, so that's what they did. Um, but we did have a fantastic time, and I was really glad to get out to play in the snow, because that's the only bit that... I went to play in but by the end of the week I was beginning to get a little annoyed with the fact that it hadn't cleared around school because the school is in a housing estate so the roads hadn't been gritted at all and they were still slithery and ice skatey and bleh, horrible horrible so but it's all gone now it tried a little bit last week to snow but didn't really get anywhere here so we're just now back to grey January days with those stainless not stainless steel skies gosh that would be nice they'd be nice and shiny wouldn't they those dull steel grey skies really that just make me want to go and rummage around in the stash and find something incredibly colourful just to sort of lift the mood. What else? Oh, I've, uh, I've, I've had parcels and I've been sending out parcels. I've been making full use of the post um, over these last two weeks and enjoying it. I'm going to talk about one of the parcels later on and I'm actually going to open it um, in the podcast. Let's hope I like what's inside it because if I don't, that could make interesting listening couldn't it but uh, hopefully hopefully it will be fine so what have I been posting out well this links quite nicely to the um, on the hooks and needles section because for the last two weeks I've pretty much only worked on the um, squares for Shiloh blanket project I've actually been working on ones to send out for other people's blankets but I have been swatching for the initial letter ones that I want to make for my own for uh, my friend's family and they the patterns I've got are the wonderful initial letter patterns from the Poetry Society's Knitter Poem Project um, which if you didn't hear about it last year was many hundreds of knitters were got involved in knitting 12 inch squares each square had a letter on them they didn't know what they were doing but it came together to make um, an extract, I think it was of a Dylan Thomas poem to celebrate 100 years of the Poetry Society. Now, the, the squares that I need to make, I only want 8 by 8 so I've got to jiggle around with the numbers because even using um, DK, I can't bring it down to 8 by 8 just by changing needle size. Um, so I need to sort of jig around with the numbers a bit and 
you know, I'm working on it. There are other letter squares out there I know that would fit, but the letters aren't actually as nice as the ones from the Poetry Society because they've got all serifs and everything, and I really like them. So it's a bit, little bit of maths involved there. So I've been working on those on paper, but the other squares, I've, I've knit one diagonal garter stitch square, and then I've crocheted five more and sent all those out. Two of them were a bit awkward, though. I mean, not awkward. One of them was I just knitted, comp uh, knitted, crocheted completely with Laura Harding jasmine in this pink with a sparkle in it, um, which is really nice. But it is jasmine is predominantly a cotton yarn, and I've never really crocheted with cotton before, so it was it had a different feel to it as I was crocheting it. The second one um, I started using Rowan Pima Cotton DK, and I found that really awkward to crochet with. I found it split a lot. It came unplied. It's got a lot of plies in it, and it 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 was just splitting and I would get the hook through and leave a, a ply or two behind or they would get all caught up in the next loop and it was just a real pain. I don't remember it being like that when I knitted on a travelling scarf with it so I don't know if it was just because I was crocheting with a cheap wooden crochet hook that I got free with a magazine and that's why it gave a particularly unattractive feel to it or whether it's just that Pima cotton doesn't lend itself to crochet. Maybe my crochet skills aren't up to it, although I don't think they're too bad, I would have thought. The other thing that I've been working on this past week, I've actually finished all of the knitting. I finished the knitting on it this morning. I went to our local spinning, weaving and dyeing guild. Everyone around me was spinning. Um, it was a spinning, so funny enough, you know, hey, they were spinning in a spinning guild. Who'd have thought it? They were spinning tuss of silk, merino spinning from what well what looked to me like raw fleece but I'm fairly sure that it had actually been washed but they were pulling bits off and carding it and there was all this activity going around with natural fibers and I'm knitting an acrylic teddy bear 100% acrylic excellent sirdar snuggly here we come with a bit of sirdar snuggly snowflake for the fur no I've not gone mad you know I'm 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 not a yarn snob, actually. I think acrylic has its place, particularly in anything that you're making for children that needs to be washed repeatedly um, at a fairly high temperature to kill all the, you know, sneeze bugs and things. But it, it, it the irony wasn't lost on me as I was sitting there looking at all these people spinning these gorgeous, gorgeous um, fibres and I'm knitting on the acrylic teddy bear. I did have um, my spindle with me and it still has got some Shetland on it that I'm working on some for some combed tops. But I've reached the point where the drop spindle's probably getting full now and if I don't take it off to ply it then it's really going to lose its ability to spin nicely and I'm at that awkward stage of learning how to do these things that I really don't, I need to get it off and I don't really want to get it off onto a kitchen roll and then try and hope that I get something that's an equivalent length to ply. I'd be much better if I plied it with itself um, which would work quite nicely, I understand, with um, an Andean plying method, which somebody at um, the guild showed me how I could do it on my hand and then showed me how to do it on an Andean pin. And obviously on uh, a pin, it's going to be much easier, isn't it? Because then you can put it down. I have this worry that I'm going to have a handful of Shetland single with two ends that I'm going to be attempting to ply from. And it's going to take me nine hours. Uh, you know, now, what do you do with a hand, you know, where you've got your Shetland yarn that you've spun wrapped in a figure of eight completely around your fingers so that you can't use your hand I mean go to the toilet's going to be a bit of a problem isn't it let alone trying to make a coffee so 
I'm kind of at an impasse with that, which I think is probably just my lack of experience, but never mind. So anyway, this teddy bear, he's quite, you know, a misshapen little thing, but he looks quite cute. He's got um, cream Sirdar Snuggly Snowflake um, for his head and his paws. He's got blue trousers and a red jumper. And I'm knitting him for the Mother Bear Project. Now, anyone who listens to Dr. Gemma on Cognitive will have heard of the Mother Bear Project. She's talked about that, and I would send you to her um, to listen to her first episode of this year. She actually talks a little bit about the background of it. But the Mother Bear Project was set up to knit and to crochet small bears on the same pattern, but obviously they're all individual because you choose what you're going to make it with, to be sent out to children in Africa who are suffering from HIV or AIDS or who are AIDS orphans. If you want to check out more information about the project, then the website is www.motherbearproject.org and I'll put the links up in the show notes. Um, But they are a a brilliant little pattern. looks quite misshapen, my little teddy, at the moment because he's seamed all round his fleecy furry bits but not round his arms and legs god that's that sounds awful doesn't it i've seamed him around his furry bits you know what i mean i've seamed around the side of his head and his paws um i just need to seam up the side of his trouser legs and down the side of him and leave a hole for the stuffing and stuff him so i'm hoping to get that done tonight um and then i'll be able to send him off um to amy who is mother bear who runs the mother bear project so this episode um i thought rather than review a yarn I would review a book, that magazine, whatever you like to call it. It's that time of year again when the Rowan magazine comes out. So I have in my hand Rowan 47, beautiful pictures, as always. And I have to say there are some nice patterns and I'm interested in a number of them, but it hasn't grabbed me in the same way that some of the others have. Rowan 45, for example, this time last year, I thought there were some beautiful patterns in there particularly with the cotton so the flamber and some of the the cabled ones in there were lovely these are there are some lovely patterns but they're they're just not necessarily something that i would be making for myself um there are three photo stories uh, the first is serenity the second is jamboree and the third is halcyon days serenity is seems to have been made primarily with very neutral colors they're very feminine patterns, lots of cotton, summer tweed. So we've got the milk cotton, pure life organic cotton, four ply, um, for pure life organic cotton decay. Um, that's another summer tweed. Fine milk cotton and kid silk haze knitted together. I think the sleeves done in the fine milk cotton, the main body of that cardigan is done in fine milk cotton and kids silk here together i think lovely very very feminine lots of lace detail um quite a bit of frill and they do look beautiful but they also look to me and it might just be me being as uh, somebody said something um about another podcast i heard in a lovely phrase a chunky monkey i am a bit of a chunky monkey um these a lot of these patterns these designs look like they're going to suit willowy girls in the 20s and sadly i'm no longer in my 20s and no longer willowy i was in the summer of 1995 but it was brief it was very brief i went into teaching and it all just went downhill from there 
So they are gorgeous, but I'm not sure that there's actually anything within the Serenity um, photo story that I would necessarily be choosing to knit. The next section is um, Kaif's Summer House. So it's all colour intarsia, all Kaif facet designs for the house, and they're all knitted in summer tweed. So they're very colourful, lots of blocks, lots of zigzag. Actually, the zigzags wouldn't be too bad, would they? That would that wouldn't give you too much of an intarsia headache but um, lots of the tumbling blocks would all probably drive me mad with all those little bobbins but they are lovely to look at I do like looking at his work the next um, selection of patterns is called Jamboree these are all taken um, around a fairground so they're very colourful um, again lots of cotton because it's for the summer so we've got cotton glacé, um, milk cotton DK again, um, hand knit cotton, just flicking through here looking at them, fine milk cotton, lots of stripes, lots and lots of stripes both vertical and horizontal stripes. Um, they're quite fun and funky, these patterns. They they strike me, um, if you were knitting for an older teenager, they'd look wonderful on there. There's not, out of the female ones, again, I think they're not necessarily many that I would knit for myself, although there is a cute little shrug called Margate um, that's very simple with just an eyelet pattern around the end, um, and that's very cute. The men's patterns in that section, though, are really nice. Um, Skegness, I think, is lovely. It's just very straightforward stripes starting with quite wide stripes at the bottom um, coming up to narrower stripes over the shoulders it's got quite a wide scoop neckline um, you know quite a wide neckline for a man's sweater actually drop shoulders and again the sleeves towards the cuff the um, stripes are much wider than they are um, up at the top of the sleeve it's done in the book in shades of two shades of blue uh, a mid and a light blue and it looks smashing it's a really really nice um, man's sweater there's further on there's um, what's this one I like this one as well this one's knit in hand knit cotton again it's called Solcum it's a Martin Story design cables all over but again really nice and I do like Martin Story's men's knits his cables are, are really nice I do like them another one here uh, in milk cotton DK that's an Erica Knight one that's got vertical and horizontal stripes within it, so that's a. I can just see that me being a bit of a challenge for me. I'd be getting that all over and tangled everywhere, but it's lovely. Here's a pattern in here I do like for the, the women. It's called Whitstable. It's done in hand knit cotton and cotton glacé. It's a big, wide, so what I would call a boat neck, um, very wide. The, the model's wearing it slightly pulled down over one uh, shoulder. Long sleeves. And then in the main body of the sweater, there are what you know effectively come out like um, circular patches of reverse stocking stitch. So it's a stocking stitch jumper with circles of reverse stocking stitch. So it gives it an interesting texture. And then not all of them, but some of them have then been back stitched in a contrasting cotton. So that's probably where um, the use of probably the cotton glacé is to pick out those. I haven't looked at the pattern details. Aren't I a terrible reviewer? Sorry. Uh, never tried a review book before. I'm not, I suspect I'm not painting a picture as vividly um, of these uh, 
sweaters as I could do. But I really like it. I don't know if I like it because I like the style or whether I like it because it's in green and I do like green a lot. But I could, it's a Sarah Hatton um, design and I do like a number of her designs. And then I've turned over the page and I found Abba Sock. And every time I find Abba Sock in here, I do kind of recoil slightly. It's a cardigan, a man's cardigan uh, with a big breast pocket that looks as if it is knitted sideways, that the, the yoke is knitted sideways. I don't know about, I presume the back is knitted sideways as well. Um, in cotton glacé, in a variety of thick and thin multicoloured stripes. Some of the stripes look as if they are um, the odd ones picked out in reverse stocking stitch. So in, well, actually it's probably not even that. It's probably instead of purling one row when you're working on the wrong side, you'll knit one row on the wrong side. So it's got a, a bit of texture detail as well. And I just can't get over the fact that this young man looks like he's wearing a deck chair. It's just such it's so sad because actually all the rest of the men's patterns in that section are really nice. But this is just a bit startling. Um, but yeah, never mind. Uh, then we've got some um, articles um, revisiting the Roman Design Awards. Um, a smashing article about knitting outdoors, actually, um, and the heritage of knitting outdoors, and the fact that it's not this this knitting in public concept is not perhaps as new and as startling as we'd like to think it is. Although maybe people weren't necessarily making a statement when they were knitting outside in 1929 in the Shetlands, they were probably just knitting because that's what you did to earn money. Then we've got the final pattern section um, called Halcyon Days. Now I have to say I love the photo shoots in this and all the styling in this partly because um, it's all photographed in Malta uh, it's a place that I have yet to visit but can't wait to go uh, my parents used to live in Malta 50 years ago and it is just it looks gorgeous again these are quite there's there's quite a mixture of lacy um, designs with some frills in it but then some less lacy um, more colorful works so we've got lempa linen in this section being used some gorgeous drapey garments there's um a cardigan here that's um looks like it's not asymmetric but it's it looks as if it's actually knit on a, a rectangular base with just armholes so that when you put it on the um front of the cardigan hangs higher than the back of the cardigan but you can actually sweep the fabric over your opposite shoulder so you could take the right hand front of the cardigan and sweep the, the corner over your left hand shoulder just to drape it over in a scarf like fashion and it just looks gorgeous it's called swish another sarah hatton design actually and that is length of linen um, with a very open stitch then there's some crochet um, in this photo story as well We're again lacy and open stitches really nice in the length of linen i've not tried length of linen a couple of people in the knick group haven't love the, the fabric it comes up with. Um, I've not seen it used in crochet, so that's quite interesting. And then there's a lovely, simple little, it's not quite three-quarter length sleeve, actually, that um, top. They, they're sort of elbow length sleeves. I'm not sure if there's a proper name for those. But a very, uh, a scoop neck top with elbow length sleeves, knit in, oh, Pima Cotton DK. But like I say, I don't remember it having a problem when I knitted with it low scoop neck with a, then a, a placket with buttons sewn onto it um, and it looks like there's some contrasting lace stitched on lace trim stitched onto the end of it 
And then this is my absolute favourite in here. This is Carefree, which again is Pima Cotton DK. This is a much more like a t-shirt style. So it's got little drop shoulders that, that come into cap sleeves, a scoop neck, and then it's got a huge length of I-cord has been knitted and stitched on in a swirly loopy pattern around the neckline. And I think it's absolutely lovely. And I could actually see me wearing that. I think it's really nice. Again, more crochet um, items. Bliss is a lovely little summer weight cardigan. Again, these elbow length sleeves in the Pima Cotton DK. But that is crocheted, so it would be interesting if anyone does it. See if they find the same problem with me or whether it was just my cheap crochet hook. And then we've got some summer tweed little cover-up cardigans. Uh, Blythe, that's a Marie Wallin one. And then another Sarah Hatton long sleeve wide neck sweater. Again in summer tweed cheery that's very nice and then a lovely little short sleeve crop cardigan buttoned with one at the front in length and linen with beadwork on it which would look lovely for an evening a little cover-up i am just like i say I, there are some lovely patterns in there i'm not raving about it the same way as i was with rowan 45 um but there are some very nice um, things in there. The sizing guide, I'm pleased to say that it is now regularly going up to um, a, a large bus size, a UK size 22, so that's quite encouraging, you know, with a, you know, extra, extra large, which is nice. You know, it gives a bit more flexibility for us who are not necessarily the, um, the Rowan ideal. <laughs> Do you think that sounds fair enough? But there, there are some very nice ones in there. Rihanna at the the um, knitting shop that the group meets at also showed me last Saturday when I went in to pick up that rare magazine. She showed me a new yarn. Now, I think it's called Revive. She's literally had enough to make a shop sample up at the moment. But it is made from 100% recycled textiles. So it's got recycled cotton in it, recycled viscose, I think. Um, so they look really you know, it looked really interesting. So I can't wait to see how that knits up. Hopefully I'll be able to get my paws on some and uh, actually do a proper review for you in the future. But that was quite an interesting one. Um, so there you go, Rowan 47. Some lovely things, particularly if you're young, willowy, possibly a teenager. Um, but please don't put your favourite young man in that stripy cardigan. Not unless you really don't like him. So, I mentioned parcels earlier in the episode, I'm going to talk parcels a bit more. As I said, I've mailed out some parcels for the um, Shyla Blanket project. Today, I had one back with the first two squares crocheted for my blanket that I'm making for my friend's family. So, there's a lovely sunshiny yellow it's almost a custard yellow really lacy cross from jan eaton i recognize it from jan eaton's 200 crochet blocks and then another one that i can't remember the name of but again it's one of those from those books and that's yellow in the middle same yellow in the middle and around the edge and then we've got blues and greens um, in the middle of those so they're lovely so thank you very much to lisa uh for those so they're the first they've come all the way from nashville um tennessee so that's really nice um, what else have I had in the post? Oh, um, just after um, I uploaded the last podcast, I had a parcel from uh, Knitting Goddess. If you've not come across Knitting Goddess, she does dye some gorgeous yarns. 
um, she's based on the Isle of Wight, um, just off the south coast of England, and she does some delightful colourways. Um, I got a packet of sock yarn skeins. Oh look, yes, I'm feeding the monster. I am feeding the monster, the sock yarn monster. Even though I'm not working on it at the moment, I did get some. Um, I'd ordered them a long time ago as part of the sock blank sock yarn blanket club. Yeah, I can get it out in a minute. Um, so some lovely colourways in there. Um, some nice greens in there. But the parcel I am most excited about came yesterday. And how about this for self-control? I have not opened it. I thought I would open it on air. And how exciting would that be? Let's give a little bit of background. Every year I say I'm not going to join a sock club. I don't need to join a club. club. I have enough sock yarn to keep it going for ages. And then I end up signing up to a sock club. Uh, last year was the Posh Yarn um, Sock Club. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Posh Yarn, but it's lovely. It's kind of the luxury, 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 luxurious end of the market. So cashmere's, um, some nice merinos, very nice yarn, very squishy, gorgeous sock yarn, um, but I've only actually made one, two pairs of socks out of it. Um, I tend to make other things. They make lovely gloves. Um, I'm going to make some mittens soon um, with some posh yarn Emily. I'm always slightly worried that it wouldn't wear very well in a shoe because it isn't good old um, superwash wool and nylon. So I do have, oh I tell a lie, I've made three pairs of socks. I pair for a friend and two pairs for me. But the ones that I wear for me I do tend to wear around the house as house socks or one pair is 100% cashmere so they kind of they're a bit of kind of bed socks really. Absolutely gorgeous when my feet are a bit cold. So I don't need to join a sock club, I have plenty of sock yarn, it's not a problem, but I've fallen again this year. This year um, I've signed up for the Knit Love Club. Now Knit Love Club is come from an online retailer called Socktopus. Now I have bought from her before, she's lovely. Alice is um, American I think, based in London. Now I am not sure because I haven't checked the website for a little while. Um, she started off as an online store to bring American sock yarns into Britain. She then got a bricks and mortar store somewhere in London. But back in, I think it was September, I think she shut that down. And she's now moved in her part um, into an existing store. Now, I've forgotten to the life of me who it is, whether it's Stash in Islington or loop can't remember um one of the two anyway bad post podcaster no cookie so she's she's not got a bricks and mortar store anymore but she has set up the knit love club so we'll get six parcels throughout 2010 each parcel will be an sock yarn she sourced for us that she's brought into the country for us and in some cases brought into the country and then sent back out again um, because it is an international club and there is also a pattern that's been specifically designed to go with the yarn but it's almost like a bit like a mystery pattern because from what I understand and I haven't opened it yet but from what I understand when I open it I will find a password that will allow me to go into the members site download the pattern but the only information we'll have at the moment is gauge and we she won't put up photographs for another week so it's kind of a bit of a combination of sock yarn club pattern club mystery so i'm quite excited now the parcels arrived yesterday i know there's been buzz on the ravelry um boards about it which i have managed to 
refrain from going and peeking because I want to, to keep this idea to see what it's like. So, should we go for the grand opening? I hope it's not too crinkly for you. Nice thing about all of Alice's um, parcels is she always sends them out in these fabulous silver foil um, parcel bags. So they look like something quite space age that have arrived. Okay, so I open it up. It's wrapped in cerise pink tissue. Oh, I'm wrapping it now. Are you excited? I am. This is like Christmas all over again. Oh, whatever it is, it's quite firmly. Oh, oh, oh. Now, I suppose I shouldn't really tell you too much about it in case you are a member of the club. I'm thinking of Sandy in Sweden. Sorry, Sandy. Um, if you haven't got yours yet, it's lovely. I've just realised what a stupid thing to do. I can't open this and talk about it because there, I know there's at least one person listening who's part of the Knit Love Club. <gasps> right, okay. There's two skeins, I can tell you that. They are called I'll call give you the name. The name is Rumple Stiltskin. See that's got like give give you give you any idea of what the colour is like, is it? Okay, Rumple Stiltskin. Um I love the colour. Okay? So just how silly, I can't believe that I've decided to open this parcel and then realise that I can't talk about it. What a what a foolish thing to do. I'm so excited though. I'm so excited by opening this parcel. Right, so it's quite, it's tightly spun. So that's nice. 100 grams of it in 250 grams gains. Uh, machine wash gentle cycle tumble dry low heat. So there's a, a bit of a bonus, isn't it? And inside it as well, wrapped in, is a little sachet of eucalam. I think that's how you pronounce it. The no rinse delicate wash. Uh, in natural. Now I've not tried that one. I've used soak before. So let's have a look. What else is there? Anything else in the parcel? Nothing. Not a thing. So I don't even know how I'd go about finding the pattern. But the yarn is lovely. You won't be able to go and look on my Ravelry pages and see a picture of it because we all agreed that we would put spoiler shields up for the first little while to allow people to look at it. But it is gorgeous. And I can confidently say that I have not made myself a pair of socks this colour. In fact, I don't think I've made anyone a pair of socks this colour. But I have made a pair of socks that's got this colour in it. So there you go. If you want to go and stalk my Ravelry socks, you can go and stalk it. But that's all of the information you're going to get from me. But it is very excited to have opened my parcel. So that's my something I really like this week is parcels. And I'm so sorry that... This whole idea of you listening to me excitedly opening a parcel is probably not made for very good podcasting. But bear with me, because truly excited I was. And it is gorgeous, and it smells sheepy, which I love. I love it when the yarn smells sheepy. Isn't that, is that, is that strange? Is that strange to, to be sniffing my yarn? No, it's not strange, is it? hope not anyway thank you very much for listening thank you very much for all the feedback that you've given i have struggled to put photographs up on the podbean site with where the podcast is actually hosted so i have set up a blogspot site um that will 
I will be able to load some photographs up. So hopefully for those of you who aren't on Ravelry, I will be able to share you, share some photos with you. Um, that's at yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com. So that's Y-A-R-N-S-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-P-L-A-I-N dot B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. So thanks ever so much for listening and I hope you join me next time. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plain show page at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com or message me on Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plain. Until next time, take care, and thanks for listening. Any British listeners who have listened to the fairly new Chris Evans breakfast show will be aware of the wrong bongs now unfortunately i can't find a sound that sounds like the wrong bongs unless i actually hit my coffee cup with a pen so let's try it today's episode has called for three wrong bongs no it doesn't work does it never mind imagine a big bong sound First of all, it's not Laura Harding Jasmine, it's Louisa Harding Jasmine. I don't know what I was thinking of, apart from the fact that I haven't got the label in front of me and I'm making it up. Secondly, when I was going through the Rowan review, um, I should have told you and I didn't, that all of the K-Facet patterns are available as free downloads from the Rowan website, which is www.knitrowan or one word dot com or you can uh, actually write to the consumer team at Homefirth uh, for a free copy so that's the consumer team at Rowan Yarns the address is Green Lane Mill Homefirth West Yorkshire HD 92DX and you can write to them and request a free copy and the Third and final thing, you see, I can't even count my own wrong bongs. Oh, this is this isn't so much a wrong bong as just a bit of me being a bit of a prat. Um, I you remember the teddy I described to you, the knit mother bear teddy. Just after I finished recording the podcast, I got a phone call from someone from the Spinning Girls. He dropped out of my bag in the car park. See, I can't even knit an acrylic bear and finish him without losing him. I am a wombat or a dung bean, or a mung bean, or anything else of the wonderful insults that my children tend to freely call each other. So, sorry, wrong bongs, duly thought. Bye!